Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I am the worship pastor here at Compass Point Bible Church, and today with me is Pastor Paul Eastwood. Hey. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Welcome to the, your first podcast of 2020. Pretty awesome. Oh yeah, we're excited. Um, we jumped into a new series this Sunday on the 5th called Habits. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of a, I mean, we'll get to the recap on Sunday, but first, why habits? Why now? What What are we thinking here? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously there's a clear connection between habits and the beginning of the year because we all want to do we all want to do new things when we start a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's like a, a, a sports team that's kind of beginning the season. Everything feels fresh. Everybody can win the championship. And so we have that same optimism when it comes to our lives around mm-hmm. this time of year. Often of us, often we think to ourselves, hey, you know, this year is going to be completely different. I'm going to, you know, do everything better. And and so here's my fresh start. Here's my reset button. And mm-hmm. um, so so we thought we would talk take this time of year to start talking about habits and uh, really focusing in on the kind of habits that are going to produce life change in all of us because ultimately we want to be living differently. We want to be so impacted by our relationship with Jesus that it compels us to live differently. Mm-hmm. And so this year is around living intentionally. This has been our, our focus as we've been going through the year. And that's hard. It's hard to uh, take what we understand and what we believe and, and really apply it into our life. And so for us, this has been a, a great way to get started is to say, what are the habits that I need to start forming? Mm-hmm. And how do I get those habits formed? Yeah. Because a lot of us have these great ideas about even good things and say, you know, for instance, we're talking about prayer today and we might say, hey, I really wanna have a better prayer life. Yeah. And then there's this gap between that desire and actually seeing us produce these kind of automatic habits that are going to put us towards prayer. Yeah. And there's a reason we didn't call this series resolutions, right? Right. Because to have resolved to do something, while good and helpful, um, it often doesn't lead to anything, which is why right. I know as many people who are annoyed about New Year's resolutions and have determined never to make them, right? Um, as I know people who make them, because it, it really is about habits. It's about what we do and these kind of incremental changes we make um, to start practicing something so yeah. that we can become something. Right. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, give us like you've been you've been doing some reading around this stuff too. So well, yeah. I mean, I've been reading over the last uh, little while. Um, there's a, there's a couple of books that I'll be um, referencing and looking at um, over this whole series. Uh, one is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and uh, it, the subtitle is Why We Do What We uh, What We Do. Uh, in life and business. And the point of that book is really to to look at what habits actually are and mm-hmm. how do they form and how can we change them. Um, and, and so there's some really interesting stuff there. And then, of course, uh, a real classic book about um, spiritual disciplines and, and, and developing habits is a book called Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard. Mm-hmm. And those two books for me, I think, are books that I've been skimming through um, as we've been preparing for each message. Uh, but also a couple of books that have had a big impact on me um, as I've been, you know, kind of uh, through the years. Yeah. So let me let me first ask personal question before we get into the prayer. Um, have you made any resolutions for this year? Are there any habits you're trying to form <laughs> already? Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, like many people, I do it. I do feel like this is a year where I push the reset button. So there's a couple of things that are, you know, you know, I just want to be, you know the the classic things about being healthier and you know you know getting um, more sort of space in my life and um, and kind of making some plans to one one of the one of the goals that I have or the um, sort of the uh, 
uh, I guess you could say it's a resolution that's actually connected to last year's um, uh, when we went through the Advent conspiracy mm. was that I made a commitment that I would uh, spend some more time with my parents who uh, live a little further away. Uh, not far enough that I can't just drive out there and see them a little more often. Yeah. Um, and so uh, my plan this year, uh, I gave them some coffee and said, hey, uh, this coffee is for us to share. So we're going to do this together. Nice. And uh, so my one of my goals this year is to um, uh, every couple of Fridays to drive out and spend some time just having a coffee with my dad and my mom. That's fantastic. I love it. How about you? Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I probably haven't made any resolutions or haven't written anything down yet. Um, again, coming out of the, the fun of the last two weeks, I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like no matter what, I have to start some new habits again, like eating right. meals at regular times or, yeah. you know, like waking up at normal times. Um, but I've, uh, I've determined to be a little more organized in how I schedule my work. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, intentionally taking the first little chunk of every week and looking ahead and saying, here are the things I need to do. And I'm actually going to put them in the calendar right? Um, so that I follow through on those. Uh, and then I've got um, some reading I want to do this year. So I've already started making a list of books that I want to read and kind of trying to intentionally read um, some of these books that have been on the shelf for a while and, yeah. and, and some diverse stuff. So not just, I, you know, I like stuff on theology and arts and I don't want to read all books on theology and arts. I want to read some fiction and some Cool. Some other stuff and some old stuff and some new stuff. So those are the big ones besides, of course, the generic, I should be healthier and eat better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we can get some habits around that. But that, sure. that's not about this today. Um, <laughs> so talk to me about prayer. We, we started with the habit of prayer. Why why start there? And um, I, I just feel you got to start there. I mean, okay. there there is no other habit that... You know, I, I used an illustration years ago uh, about this idea of prayer, and I, I talked about the fact that it puts us back where we belong. And I really do feel like as followers of Jesus, if we are not engaged in a, uh, a robust and meaningful prayer life, we mm -hmm. are essentially like fish out of water. Yep. And so I had this illustration um, where, you know, kind of had a fishbowl up on, on the, on the platform on a, on a Sunday with a fish floating around or swimming around. It wasn't floating. It was alive. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I kind of picked the, the fish out of the water and talked about this idea of needing to be back where we belong. Yeah. And when you watch the fish kind of squirming, you feel like you got to put it back in the water. Right. And so that's the kind of feeling I think that we should have when it comes to prayer, we mm. need to get back in our connection with God. Yeah. Um, because everything else flows out of that. That's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. um, so prayer really is a, a absolutely foundational starting point for uh, the kind of habits that we need to form in order to make life change. Yeah, and you talked a little bit at the beginning, you actually said we were going to talk about this on the podcast, about this, this idea of the cue and yeah. the, um, the kind of the parts of what right. makes a habit, and then you related it back to prayer. So let's start with that, and then we'll get back to the structures of prayer. And Yeah, so the, the, the simplicity, this is from Charles Duhigg's book. He, he talks about three components to a habit. There's a cue, and then there's a routine, and yeah. then there's the reward. The routine okay. is the thing that we talk about as the habit, but he broadens it a little bit and, and recognizes that habits actually have a reward associated with them and they also have a cue. Mm. And so what he does is he uses this example with monkeys and he talks, they monitor brain waves and they, what they saw is that at the beginning when a, let's say a monkey would like, you know, pull a lever, 
uh, sorry, they would they would see a color, they would pull a lever, and then they would get a reward, like mm-hmm. some kind of a food reward. Yep. And what they would find is that the the brain waves would be really um, agitated and moving around quite a bit when they received the reward. It's almost like, okay, I got a treat, I got a treat. What they found is over time, when they when the monkey kept doing this over and over again, see the color, pull the lever, get the reward, is that the brain activity actually moved towards the cue. And what they realized is that the the monkey was more interested in the cue than the reward because hmm. the cue meant the reward was coming. He already kind of knew that was coming. Sure. And so what they talk about is that this this becomes a very um, powerful loop that can can really affect us in our lives and. You know, this goes from everything from, you know, smoking to, you know, uh, you know, good habits, bad habits, whatever yep. it is. There's this yep. there's this moment or a cue that kind of triggers the the activity. And then there's the activity itself. And then there's the reward afterwards. And so we could talk about that. You yep. could you could basically put any of your habits into those mm-hmm. those three categories. So when we talked about this idea of prayer, yep. what we said is that how can we address the reward and how can we address the cue? Hmm. Because if we want to be more focused on our prayer life and we want to make it a more of a habit, there are some things that we can do to make it more of a routine. Hmm. So the first thing I think is really important for us to focus on is the reward. And and I think for most of us, when we think of prayer, the reward for us is having God do what we want. And so we we go to prayer because we're in an emergency situation or we go to prayer because we want something from God. And then when we see, when we get that or when we get some kind of relief, we say, great, God answered my prayer. We're all good, right? The problem is, is that that's not the real reward of prayer. Prayer is designed to help us, as I said before, return to where we belong Hmm. and restore a relationship with God. If we can see the reward of prayer as a growing confidence in who God is, rather than a growing confidence in our prayer, then it's going to be much more effective. Hmm. And I'll give you an example, because if the reward is simply having God answer our prayers exactly as we expect, we're going to get frustrated pretty quickly because we all prayed for things. Yeah, we've all prayed for things where it just doesn't Mm -hmm. come out the way that we want it. Yeah. But if we see the reward as a deepening and closening, uh, a deepening relationship with God and mm-hmm. a growing confidence in who he is, that's, that will always be there. Mm-hmm. And that can be a goal that can actually produce us or, or, or produce in us the kinds of habits that we're looking for. So the reward is really fo- important. And we talked about yeah. that. And, and I mean, the reward is basically the why of any habit, right? Like, right. And, and I think, I mean, in, in the same way that... Um, you know, eating healthier. The why of that is I want to be healthier. I want to feel better. I, I, I suspect there's a lot of people in our church who would say, I know that prayer is valuable. I kind of like cognitively get it. Right. I believe it and I believe it'll, you know, I, I don't always get what I want, it, but how do I do it? How do I build myself? Which I think takes us back to the queue. Yes, it does for sure. And I would say too, like just, you know, you made the, the comment about, you know, eating healthier. The reward is, needs to be something a little more concrete than just this idea that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, eating healthier. I think the reward is very specific, like uh, standing on the scale, seeing the number go down. When you see the number go down on the scale, that produces these, this feeling of, Hey, I'm succeeding. This is good. I'm doing well. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. That's the thing you crave. It's the number going down. Right. And, and that is associated with this idea of, you know, feeling the, um, uh, you know, kind of feeling better or more healthy. Right. Um, and so, and so that, that has applications I think for our prayer life too, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Cause you're, you're sort of pushing us back to the cue. And I think that's really important. What is it that triggers that prayer 
um, in us, that activity that we want. And what I suggested on Sunday is, you know, when when Jesus talked about prayer, he said, hey, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing on the street corners. They want to make everybody really, you know, impressed by who they are. Instead, he said, go into your room and shut the door, pray to your father who is unseen. And so what I talked about is this idea of prioritizing private prayer, saying, what if you found a space, whether it's in your room and closing the door, like he talks about, uh, whether it's a chair, maybe it's uh, your commute to work, where every time you get into the car, Mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, maybe your first action when you get in the car is turning the radio down. And that's Mm -hmm. the cue for you, the reminder, okay, now it's time to pray. And so you spend a little bit of time in prayer as you're driving, or you sit in the chair, bring your coffee over, that's your cue to start praying. Yeah. Those kinds of things. And if we can get so into this into the habit of every time we get into the car turning our radio down, we we create the scenario that leads us into the behavior that we want, which is hmm. the prayer. Um and and so that's what we had talked about a little bit when we talked about this idea of private prayer and prioritizing mm-hmm. that. I, I love I love that. And it I mean it it kind of clarifies so much of how we do habits, right? Like right. The, this idea that we actually need to need to have um, things that, that set off our, our need for this habit. or so we need to determine early on when X happens, then this habit will start. Um, one, of, one of my favorite books on prayer is The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, right? right? A- ancient monk, really, really bad monk who worked in a kitchen. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he basically washed dishes because he was bad at everything else. But he used that every time he went to wash dishes, which is pretty much all he did because he was a monk who washed dishes, um, he would pray. Mm-hmm. And it developed in him this prayer life and this active prayer life that has helped uh, disciple and lead followers of Jesus for generations now because it's just this such wonderful like way of, of praying and, and developing these cues in our day or in whatever we're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, one, of, one of my prayer cues, and I, I don't have as many as I would like, certain, um, but when I hear sirens... And when I hear a helicopter over my house, which is always going to the McMaster Children's right. Hospital, when I hear those two things, I stop and I say a simple prayer. Yeah. Uh, and they've become cues for me to just like, right, think about others, think about like, right, and and take these things that that mean emergency, take them to God. Yeah. Um, and that's been really just a really cool, easy way for me to develop the habit of praying more. Yeah. No, and that's great. And then and then you find yourself at some point, you know, you're with a whole group of people and you know, you hear a siren and all of a sudden you kind of bow your head and close your eyes and everyone's like, what the heck is going on? Mm. And, and basically, yeah. you know, the, <laughs> you're, you're saying, I don't know why I do this. I'm doing it because this is what I do. Right. <laughs> and, um, and that's, that's when you know that habits have formed, but I would also say that I think one of the things, and listen, I'm not an expert on this, you know, just reading a couple of books doesn't mean that I'm an expert on habits because <laughs> I have all kinds of bad habits that I would love to change. Sure, um, sure. so let's just get that out on, on the open. But, but here's what I would say is that I think sometimes it's the bad habits that need to change in order for the good habits to take their place. Of course. And so when it comes to this idea of prayer, it's one thing to say, okay, my trigger is going to be, or my cue is going to be sitting in a chair or going to, you know, listening to a siren or, you know, whatever it is. The, The problem is, is that you may find that you try to initiate this and what you find is you're failing at it. Mm -hmm. You're not walking over to that, um, you know, that chair or yep. you're, you're too interested in the sports scores or so you don't turn your radio down or, you know, you want to listen to some music. So you have it turned up. There are, 
there are other habits that are in our life that are sometimes more silent that we need to recognize. Yeah. And so I think that one of the ways for us to really keep developing these habits, all of the ones that we're going to talk about, but specifically prayer, is to find out why we don't pray. Hmm. So what is it that stops you in the middle of it? And I would suggest something really concrete. I would suggest you actually start writing down your experience. So let's say you have that, you say, okay, I'm going to set up a chair in my room and this is going to be the place where I go. And when I sit in it, that's my time for prayer. So you go and you sit in the prayer, you start to think about praying. And then all of a sudden your mind, you know, flows to groceries or whatever Mm -hmm. else it is. What I would say is after that experience is over, sit down with a a little sticky note and write on the sticky note, um, tried to pray, thought about groceries, (laughs) you know, just leave it at that and move on. And keep doing that every time you return to the chair so that you start to realize, okay, every time I sit in this chair, I think about groceries. Hmm. Well, maybe you could start thinking about groceries before you go to the chair. Like, you know, put that in. And what it does is it actually helps you um, uh, find the space you need for habits because it's not just enough to say, I'm going to do this every time I do this. Because again, it takes intentionality, it takes planning, and it takes work to develop those kinds of things. Yeah, and I think that that's so... um so key in, in my own life, I know I, I'm really good at wanting to do more X, anything. Like yeah. I'm like, I want to do this more. And the key is almost always doing something else less. Yeah. Right. If I want to read more, I have to watch less Netflix. Yeah. If I want to spend more time with my kids, I need to spend less time on my phone. Yeah. Um, there's, there's all of these things that I found and, and often I actually need to go after the bad habit before I can develop the good habit. Yeah. Cause even when I develop the good habit, you know, it falls apart cause life gets busy and, and who isn't busy? Whose days isn't right. full of something. All of our days are full of habits of doing something. They might right. not be good or effective or intentional, but their habits. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and one thing, and we'll talk about this as we go into new, new series and stuff, but there's, there's so much in this topic. I know we could go on all day, mm-hmm. but I think that one of the things that Charles Duhigg talks about is the keystone habit. And he talks about that one habit that if we change it, other things will change. Mm. And I think sometimes as we go through the series, we'll talk a little bit more about keystone habits. How do we change that one thing first so yeah. that so that it, it has the impact on those other things? But I got to tell you, you know, just as an example that, you know, what you're talking about, Dave, I like at home, I have I have so many books. Um, they're notebooks. You know, I got like some yeah. some of them were given as gifts. Um, some of them I went to the bookstore and bought one of those fancy ones with the leather and stuff oh, yeah. and all that, you know, nice and notebooks. I thought, okay, this is going to be great. I'm going to take this and I'm going to use this to be my prayer journal and whatever. Yeah. And then what happens is I write like six pages in and then it's blank. And mm. so then I feel like, well, what do I do? I don't want to go back. Cause like, you know, there's so many blank pages. Yeah. Like, do yeah. I cut the whole thing out or do yeah. I start again? Or do I re you know? And, and I think what it is, is it, my problem is that I'm not dealing with the, the habits that are keeping me from finding that space and time alone. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, I'm more um, focused on this, this sort of desire out in the future to do something yep. that uh, I can quickly become discouraged of because I'm not putting in the time to say, okay, what is it that's stopping me from doing this today? Mm-hmm. And how do I identify it and, and move on? And let me tell you, one of the most powerful things that we can do when it comes to developing habits is to include some people in the process. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we need to include people because if you do this on your own, you're going to, you're not going to, I don't isn't there like a, a weight loss thing with Dr. Bernstein or I don't know who uh, it is. And you know, like, it's like, if you, if you could do it alone, you would have done it already. I yeah. think that's a very true statement and yeah. it's applicable for all of us, especially as we're developing our faith life. Well, and, uh, and again, um, we as people don't always have the greatest self-perception. There are people who can tell us 
and remind us both of good habits we've already got and yep. probably bad habits that we have yep. and help us see them and see our triggers and see all these things and and to move into things like this more prayer um, yeah one of the one of the things that I love about technology and there's lots of things to, to bemoan and to be frustrated with but um, so take the Bible app on yep. on our phones um, it has great plans, great Bible reading plans, yep. often built in great discussion questions and chances to reflect. Mm-hmm. And it sends me notifications mm-hmm. and it allows me to do it with other people. Yep. Um, so I would say find some people and start a Bible reading plan. If that's something, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that one a little more later, but totally. Um, I'm sure they've got one in and around prayer on the yep. Bible app about, you know, read a little scripture, meditate on prayer. Maybe that's a great place to start and, and a great way. If, if you're finding some of your bad habits in, involve your phone and you being distracted, yeah. let, let that be an avenue to something good then. Yeah. Um, I, I actually knew someone who, um, who used to have like a, uh, this was years ago, he had like a, one of those sticky note kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, sign here, one of those arrows kind of thing yeah. that you sort of, and, and he had stuck it to his phone and he put it in his pocket and, and every time he pulled out his phone, he had this little red tag attached to his phone. And, and one day I was like, well, what's the tag for? And he said, oh, well, it, it reminds me to pray. And I'm thinking to myself, you uh, you know, the phone, you can actually put something in your phone that would like buzz (laughs) and remind you to pray, you know? And so that's what I did. And so I took this idea of a sticky note on a smartphone, uh, which was odd. And I decided, okay, I'm going to put a reminder in my phone to pray at certain times of the day. And so that still happens today. I get buzzed and it just reminds me to pray for family, you know, later at night, it reminds me to pray at different Mm -hmm. times of the day. And, and I think that's really neat too. Actually, a funny thing that happened was that I took, uh, so I use my my devices for different things. Um, one of them is is keeping score for baseball, and mm-hmm. and so when I when I uh, some there, sometimes someone else will be keeping score on on my iPad. And um, one time he came over to me and he's like, uh, I think you're supposed to pray. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And so the reminder yeah, yeah. came up on the device that he was using, which was Perfect. kind of funny. I love that. Uh, to, you know, to let him know that that's part of my <laughs> daily yeah. routine. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so like you said, I mean, there are apps that you can use. The prayer app is a really good one yeah. um, that I've used before. It's called Echo. Uh, that's one that you can, you can use to develop. You can find that on any uh, platform. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, good, but then just the reminders, setting something on your phone, putting it, um, that's a good way to start right now. I mean, if you're listening to this and, yeah. and prayer isn't a part of your life, then set a reminder every time you wake up, um, or before you go to bed, uh, and just, uh, remind yourself to pray. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we, why don't we wrap it up there? We're going to keep talking about habits over these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. We also want to hear from you a bit through this series. So sure. again, reach out to us and, and maybe we will, uh, we'll talk and maybe we'll be able to form some kind of better habit, a better way for you to reach out and get in touch with us. Um, but always, you know, give us an email, a call, social media. We're all over the place. Yeah. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Questions and, help. Yeah. They really do help us um, know what to talk about. So if right. you've got questions or you think, no, you guys are wrong on this. Yeah. Let us know. We actually would love to hear that. Love yep. to engage in the conversation. So Have a great week and we'll uh, be back next week with more habits.